In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk about Ryzen. Should you buy it or shouldn't you buy it? And GeForce GTX 1080 Ti. Damn. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 18. Recorded, 18. Is it 18? Yes. Recorded on March 2nd, 2017. I'm Gordon Mong with co host Brad Charkas. Hello. And controlling the vertical and horizontal is Adam Patrick Murray. I'm not controlling anything right now. He's not controlling. Uh, Gordon, nothing is working today. Gordon, I have a question. Have you ever had one of those days where you just wish you were on a Mac? Like just that everything worked, you know? You know, like. One of those days where you're like, man, everything's breaking on this PC, everything mm. possible. Mm. So I wish I just was on a Mac. Do you, do you ever do you ever think that? I've never in my entire life. Said okay, that. Never, never have I. But coincidentally, that. today everything has been broken. That's why I'm not sitting back there. Uh, our usual streaming box blew up, so there's not really much for me to do back here. So we're just going from one camera, uh, and and I was like, okay, I get to join the big boy table, talk yeah. about the, the the big boy gear. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for having me uh, at the big boy table, Gordon. Okay, and I I'm gonna let me kick this off. I'm gonna. I'm going to get an envelope here. Brad and Adam know what it is. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Tax papers. Don't forget to do your taxes. <laughs> okay. Announcing the winner for the best CPU core to performance to cost oh. ratio. Oh, uh-oh. This is going to be good. And the envelope is Core i7. Woo! Oh my yeah. God, Intel is oh not is not Come here to accept. Come on down. But I will make the speech nope. for Intel today. I will say uh, <laughs> we uh, we've been charging you a thousand dollars for eight cores for a long time, and we we've been thinking this strategy might not work, but but it's paid off, and we now have the best uh, eight core CPU. For the dollar. I mean, it's amazing. It's I, in the I, just, I, I can't. I got it. Wait. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait. wait. Hold on. Actually, somebody, hold on. So, somebody's just uh, coming, talking to us uh, from the back. We uh, we here actually know there there may have been a mix up. Uh, yeah, we think there's a mix yeah, up. Actually, apparently the eleven hundred dollar Core i seven sixty nine hundred K is oh, not the winner. Man. Wow. And it is yes, it is indeed rising. Oh man, best. good job. Yes, congratulations, congratulations. That, I had to bring that up. That, that was a good timely. Uh, a timely yeah, thing you just did there. I, I like that, Gordon. Yeah, I thought that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect that. See, you I did, did not, not expect, expect that. that. I see. I thought you were going to bring out the paper so we could I eat could our words. I could do that, but uh, you know. So I was like, oh man, that you're going to start right off on the top. We're going to start right having, on the top. having us eat some words. But nope, you. No, that no. was good. I surprised good. you. You guys I did not it. expect that. I liked it. <laughs> I was confused too. I thought you know it's in the envelope. I'll read it off. <laughs> Clearly, that's what it is. All right, it's all about Ryzen. Uh, 1800X, 1700X, and 17 are out today. You've seen the benchmarks, my reviews on PCWorld.com. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, clearly, content creation, this chip is kick-ass, right? I've done Premiere, I've done Cinebench, Handbrake, I've done a ton of different rendering. Everything that's multi-threaded, this CPU is everything AMD has been promising. Now, of course, a lot of people have been doubters, they've been haters going, AMD's rigged it, none of this is true, you know, we we want to see independent reviews, and I will say I have done the independent reviews. Multi-threaded task. Ryzen is all over Broadwell E. Uh, but what about that time that that uh, AMD gave you that money hat? 
Oh, the money hat. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. we, you probably should disclose that. Uh, the money hat for saying that. Yes. That always, <laughs> I always like that. Yeah. Look at my, the car I drive. Yes. But oh, yeah, yeah. so, uh, multi-threaded, awesome stuff. I could, I, unfortunately, uh, for people watching the stream today, everything broke. I actually have a, uh, this we're, cool Dell laptop, but we're going to do some Madden-esque stuff. I was going to draw on the screen. Gonna say boom, man. We we None I mean we we, we we have been talking for days about like man, Ryzen's coming out. We gotta we gotta do an awesome full nerd. Let's set up your your Madden cam. We're yeah. gonna do live benchmarking, all this stuff. No, it, it all broke. So Everything. you know what? Now we're just here to talk about the numbers. And Adam, actually, let me just point this out. What is in the machine that broke? Uh, it it is a uh, the original winner of the best eight core CPU, the Core the, i7, uh, Core i7, K. Yep, yep. Uh, Intel sent out the kill yeah. switch. You don't know this, but every ship they can just yeah. shut you down. So they they were like I'm making that up. Intel knew that we were going to stream about Ryzen today, and they were like, "All right, well, we're going to shut down your uh, eight core, uh, so we can't do it." They so. broke it intentionally. No, I'm just kidding. Edward they, they Snowden didn't. was right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, uh, I can, you know, it's tough, but I'm looking at, and of course this actually works for the audio people. I have to describe to you what I'm seeing. Multi-threaded, it basically validation here. 1800X is my number show slightly faster than 6900K. And that eight core seven, uh, Ryzen 7, 1700, which is 329 bucks. It's maybe 10% slower than a than an eight core 6900K. And let me just say that again. That is a $329 CPU that is just just not that much slower than a 6900K at $1,100. And that's in Cinebench, multi-threaded. And let's see if I can get this other stuff to work because nothing's working, right? Of course, that's Yeah, today is the day right? where nothing works. Uh, Cinebench multi-threading. Yeah, okay. Let's just, let's just do it this way then. All right, and then... What's another number I want to talk about? Ah, so handbrake, very good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up handbrake here. So uh, Ryzen seven 1800x took uh, to to in, to encode a 30 gigabyte uh, 1080p file took about 1355 seconds. Uh, 6900k 1429 seconds. So Ryzen a little bit faster in a and, handbrake and transcode encode. And again, here's the kicker, though. Ryzen 7, $1,700, $329. It's just 1,500 seconds. It's just a little bit slower than that $1,100 Intel chip. That's nuts. I, I you know, I think, um, I think we should step back for a minute. What did, what did you give it in its final review? Uh, in the final, well, we don't actually, interestingly, award stars. Well, I mean, but you know what I mean? Just like overall... Like from a high level, what are you what are you thinking? So for high level, I, so I do have some concerns about Ryzen. I think honestly, if you're doing content creation, sort of like you are the perfect customer for Ryzen. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Now you do the video that editing box broke. Yeah, <laughs> you do video editing. You really need all this multi thread, you know, multi threaded performance. You know, that you're just getting so much bang for your buck with it. But uh, one thing I I do I have an issue with is the chipset around it. It does it does kind of bug me that you know the the, the CPU itself has uh, 16 uh, PCIe lanes, Gen 3, plenty. It's actually very similar to a KB Lake or Skylake, a Z270, yep. Z170 build. Yep. You know, so uh, you, if you, ha you have basically 16 PCIe Gen 3 going straight to the CPU. 
if you plug in a graphics card, that's basically all of it. If you plug in, and I did this on our, our uh, test box, I actually plugged in a PCIe uh, uh, SSD drive to do the Premiere test, which, by the way, it also kicked ass in. And I did that because I didn't want it to be I/O, you know, disk bound. So I plugged in a faster SSD. But once I did that, uh, my GPU dropped to by eight speeds. Now, for the most part, that you're not going to see that unless you're at super high extra resolutions. But it just, you know, kind of kills you that you're like, you, if you're running basically a graphics card and you're running a bunch of PCIe devices and then a bunch of NVMe drives, and you've got this thing just loaded up. Ryzen, even though it's an eight-core chip and has all the performance of a high-end Intel eight-core chip, the chipset around it is still pretty much consumer-grade chipset, which does it, it is a, is something that people should think about. I think for yeah, it's most interesting to me because it's uh you know it's clearly like the strength is the prosumer pro market, and yet the chipset around it is something that's for consumers basically. Right, and I I do think that AMD basically said you know what R- realistically. Are you going to have your box with two video cards and three NVMe drives? And you're going to, and you know, you can actually have the three NVMe drives, but you're going to be hammering all three drives at the same time. So, most likely, most people are just not going to run into this issue. But if you do, you know, your answer, and the same thing for KB Lake Z270s, you really got to move up to X99, right? Because you're getting, you're getting 40 PCIe lanes, at least on the high end. And you could then you can have all your toys plugged in and you're happy. But of course, that costs you money. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say I can uh, understand why that's kind of a disappointment uh, that it only has so few PCIe lanes. But on the same, you know, flip side of the coin, like you're saying, it's so much cheaper that you know they got to cut a little bit somewhere, right? Yeah, and that seems like a reasonable compromise to me. Yeah, and then that price set. Uh, and actually, if you look at it, so like the the a lot of our testing I did against the six core, the sixty eight hundred K part, and you would so if you're a consumer, you're going, well, I'll just get a, a Broadwell six core, but that sixty eight hundred K, people forget it is actually limited. It doesn't have as many PCIe lanes. Hmm. So the sixty eight hundred K only gives you twenty eight PCIe lanes. So you don't get the full forty with it. They're basically shut off, most likely for artificial reasons because you know they're selling it to you for four hundred bucks. If you actually want the full 40 PCIe lanes on X99 chipset, the uh, cheapest you can get into it is, you know, it's almost $600 with a 6850K. Jeez. So, um, you know, that's and that's a lot of money. And then if you think about it, 6850K, six cores, uh, I can get a Ryzen with eight cores. And, I'm you know, it's going to help me in my Premiere renders a lot more or, or handbrake. So. <laughs> So we actually have a lot of people in YouTube uh, asking about the gaming benchmarks because I mean a, 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 right. a lot of the people are excited about uh, gaming on this. Uh, well, we got we got what's his name? Sorry, the type was here, real small. Uh, Juho is asking, uh, did you check out the clocks during gaming benchmarks? Uh, how did you check out the clocks? Um, yeah, just kind of go over. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are reading about all the mixed yes. reviews. Uh, Lil Anthony says, uh, so what exactly is the reality around the rumors about the problems with the Ryzen and its high-speed DDR4 memory? Uh, I mean, well, we just got uh, something in from Tech Amateur saying for gaming, the i7-7700K is much better. Well, so here's the thing, and this actually addresses what Brad's also going to talk about as part of our next topic. I ran, basically, when you do a CPU benchmark, you run it at 1080p, you run it at, you know, medium settings. The idea is not to have your GPU bottleneck your test. You know, at the same time, you do that in, like, Tomb Raider, I'm pushing 500 frames a second in, uh, let me pull up the benchmarks here. I'm pu- you're pushing 500 frames a second in uh, Tomb Raider. 
uh, at 19, uh, 19, 10 by, uh, 19 by 10 at normal. So uh, that's on 6,900. So 6,900K, 8-core, 510 frames a second. It's too bad I can't madden this up. But uh, <laughs> Core i7, 6800K, 6-core, 485. And actually, this well, we're pretty much just seeing a GPU limit here. Um, 7700K, which, you know, is the quad-core, super high clock. You're looking at basically four or five clocks in that baby. It's 508 frames a second. So all three of the Intel parts are about the same. So on the 1800X, and of course, this is what everybody's going to be talking about, I don't know for how long, forever. The Ryzen, 17, Ryzen 7 1800X. 378 and that kind of is like makes you scratch your head like what's going on same and thing again, right just, just to make people make sure people are clear about why we put it at a lower graphic setting and then hammer it is because that will you know make the cpu the bottleneck rather than gpu so it gives you a truer uh, snapshot of what each of the cpus themselves are capable of right so i mean it's a pretty big difference um well and is is that how most of the industry does it uh, you know how, how... Is this something we've stuck with and, and other people aren't doing? I mean, what's, you know, what's the consensus out there? This is how most people have reviewed CPUs for at least the last 15 years. You don't want this to be a GPU test. If I were to crank it up to 4K on the 1080 that I use in all my test systems, at that point, it's just pretty much the, it's the video card. So mm-hmm. again, uh, let me look, let me, here's Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, updated, some more graphically intense. Uh, 19 by 10 medium, the Intel boxes, Pretty much uh, 6900K, 164, 6800K, 158, uh, 7700K, 160, right? Pretty much just dead even, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, then we get to Ryzen 7 1800X, 122 frames a second. Ryzen 7 1700, a little lower clock, 119. So it's a pretty big disparity. And, and honestly, so you're obviously talking about the thing that everybody's been talking about. I will say all the reviewers have been confused by this, too. I've been going back and forth with AMD. I've updated the BIOS. I, I don't know, frankly. I just do not know what is going on. I've talked to a lot of people as inside the industry, different places to try to figure out what's going on. No one really knows what exactly is going on. I also did try it with higher speed memory. On all my tests, I ran all the boxes at 32 gigs, all the DIMM slots fully loaded at JEDEC speeds, so 2133. So I always say, well, maybe it's just, you know, you got to run higher clocks. And I will say, you run the clock speeds up on the RAM, it gets closer, but... Uh, so at DDR4-2933, Ryzen gets a nice bump. But you know what? KB Lake gets an even bigger bump. <laughs> so it's not just memory bandwidth here. And I, I I, honestly don't exactly know what is going on here. AMD actually last night, and, then, and again, this is like, look, the reviews came out this morning. Last night, AMD sent out a statement saying, hey, you know what? You know, we understand there's these issues. You you play it at regular game settings. Let me make this clear to everybody. You play it at regular game settings. If you're, you know, 1910, Brad is going to talk about this. I We're going to say Brad. He's going <laughs> to, he is going to, he's going to, he's got to put on his bestest clothes because people are going to burn him. <laughs> you play your games at resolutions you would. I'm not going to buy a $500 1800X with a 1080 card and play at 1910 medium or normal settings. I will be playing at 25 by 16, 25 by 14, very high in ultra settings. At that point, it's pretty much a GPU is is your bottleneck and Ryzen to all the Core i7s, it's pretty much dead even. But Gordon, most people still have 19 by, you know, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. 19 by it's 1080 panels. the overwhelming panels. majority of gamers. Yeah. Right, the overwhelming majority, but I mean, and, and of course that gets into like 
would you really have a 1080 card to be playing at 19 by 10? Well, you really shouldn't be, you know, at that point. You should you should have a, a faster sure. monitor. Overkill. But but let me see. So so again, at the, the 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 game settings and the resolutions you would be playing at, it's not that bad. It's pretty much a GPU you're, is holding you back. It's not the CPU. But AMD last night basically sent out a statement saying, "Hey, look, we know people are seeing these problems at low game settings, low resolutions on a lot of games." Here are some games where it's actually fine, but we think, AMD thinks, a lot of this is optimization. And they're basically saying, we've been so out of the game, so, so we've been out of this game for such a long time. Developers basically develop for in- two platforms. They develop for Intel and Intel, right? So they develop for Haswell <laughs> E, Sandy Bridge, Ivory Bridge, Haswell, Skylake, right? I mean, if you're a developer, are you going to go like, oh, yeah, I need to optimize for FX? It's like, no, no, I, you know, no, I'm like, who cares, right? AMD is irrelevant. Well, now with, there's basically saying Ryzen is a relevant CPU, and what they're saying is you're seeing the problems of, you know, us being absent from this market and developers are now saying, hey, yeah, we're going to develop for it. Things will get better, AMD's saying. So AMD's saying, it's going to get better. So are there any games that you tested where you didn't see this, where maybe they are optimized for, for AMD? Uh, I did not. I, you know, I did uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, Tomb Raider. I did... Because you guys always do the same games, right? So the, that there's an even baseline. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. And I also did uh, Rainbow Six. And Rainbow Six actually was a little bit closer. But again, uh, Intel boxes are basically 270s. For the 7700K, 6900K, uh, 1800X, 229, right? And then again, that's a 19, 19 by 10 medium. So not great. But, you know, you run artificial benchmarks, 3, 3D mark. I also did a Civ AI test, which tests, you know, how long it takes for you to move in between tests. Mm-hmm. And that's not a graphics test. That's really just sort of like, oh, you know, Processing. running through game physics or whatever. And that pretty much, it's, it's on par. There's no difference between a Ryzen and any of the Intel parts. FX is slow, but that's it. <laughs> you know, not, I, not a surprise. Can I hop in here yet? Yeah, we got, it. let's do it. I hop in here yet? Yeah, okay. I'm going to disagree with some of the verbiage and statements you've been making, actually. All right, go. Because I, you've been saying that this is happening at low resolution. Right. Which, like I said, AMD used the same verbiage. I disagree with it. It's not low resolution at 1080p. That's standard resolution. That's what everybody's playing, or the vast majority of people are playing with. Yeah, low set. And For me, it's low low game settings. <laughs> but yes, his his normal and, is way too low. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he must not play Counter Strike. Uh, <laughs> I'm also gonna go with yes. You probably wouldn't pair a mainstream class graphics card with the five hundred dollar eighteen hundred X, but I think you very well could with the three hundred and twenty nine dollar seventeen hundred X. Right. So. I think it's still valid. Yeah, seventeen hundred. Pardon me. Yeah. So Brad is going to bring this up, and if you go, if you go to the site, you you can read Brad. He basically built. Should we just move on to the next topic? Yeah, sure. Brad basically built a Ryzen seventeen hundred with mm-hmm. a, a low end card, right? Or well, yep. entry level card. I, I built two different machines actually. First, because I got my uh, kit in really late, like right right close to the weekend, and you're already handling comprehensive reviews. So I'm like, hey, what can I do that'd be useful and fun? So I did two different builds. I did one, you know, this is now that AMD finally has a top end processor again. I did, hey, let's pair that with the Fury X. Now that you know AMD, we can finally build an enthusiast class high end PC with that. So I have a liquid cooled, fire breathing, you know, Fury X and 1800 XPC. 
designed for these higher resolutions, 1400, 4K, so on and so forth. And I also built a 1700, our Ryzen R7, Ryzen 7 the $329 chip, and I paired that with the RX 480, which is, you know, AMD's top of the line Polaris card, the best mainstream card you could get. Is and it, the results is that 200 or 250? I can't remember. Um, MSRP changes. Now you can get them for the four gigabyte for just under 200. You can get the eight gigabyte for just over 200. Did you use the four gig or the eight gig card? Eight gig. Okay. Eight gig. And the results were wildly different. Uh, so, so Intel one. Yes. Intel, (laughs) Intel one on the cheap one. Intel one on the cheap one. Uh, as people who watch the show probably know, I've been personally waiting for Ryzen myself because I've been looking to build a PC. Uh, and I, Ryzen was coming so close, I'm like, hey, you know, let's wait. Let's see what it can do and compare it to what Intel has. So what I actually did, because Gordon was kicking ass on the actual review, is I built this Ryzen PC with the 1700 and the 280, and I compared it against my PC, my personal PC, which is five years old, still runs a 3570K, I used the same RX 480 inside of it. This one right here, actually. Nice. Uh, and the Ryzen chip got smoked. Huh. Smoked at 1080p. I only was able to run a handful of games because I got this review kit very, very late. But in the Division and Far Cry Primal, it was a massive difference between the 1700 and the 3570K, which was overclocked. But since I was using this as a real-world kind of test rather than apples-to-apples tests, Gordon did the test where you match up all the the RAM speed, you do whatnot. I was testing, hey, will this Ryzen PC, is it worth an upgrade from this existing five-year-old gaming rig? So I left it overclocked, and it's it just utterly smoked the 1700. So let me, so like a division, so, and Brad is, of course, he was not using low resolution or low game settings. He was actually using high end. So like division, so division, you got, uh, I'm looking at 3570K at 1440P, very popular resolution. uh, 3570K, uh, Core i5, an ancient CPU at this point, was getting 51 frames a second and Ryzen 1700, 44 frames a second. Like I said, the the i5 is overclocked. But oh, is it's five it? years old. Yeah. So well, you would overclock at this point. You don't yes. care about it. You're so, trying to kill it. But this is a this is a matter of single core performance versus multi core, right? I mean, in most games, are still pegging single core, so you, that's why you would see it. Yeah, it's I mean, complicated. But it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, that is one thing. So, like in my test, I use Ashes. Uh, let me find my numbers here. So I actually used the Ashes of Singularity. And, you know, it's everybody's favorite DirectX 12 tech demo. That's actually a game that you can buy. <laughs> um, it's actually it's an awesome looking game. So and my numbers are also off. So I did the CPU focus, which is where they take the game and they throw just a crap load of objects on the screen to increase draw calls. And Ryzen was 32 frames a second for 1800X, 30 frames a second for 1700, and 6900K with eight cores, you know, 1100 bucks, 48 frames a second, right? 7700K was 38 frames a second. So definitely the greater cores on the Intel part and whatever is going on, it's, it's higher speed. But again, this is on Ashes of Singularity. And yesterday we also got statements 
from and from Oxide through AMD, basically saying, "Hey, you know, Ashes of a Singularity. It's a great DirectX 12 benchmark. Um, we're still working on it on Ryzen." So they think, and the, basically, the guys who make this game says, "We're optimizing. We, you know, we're just getting the parts now, but we think there's incredible p- amount of performance that will come from it." And another interesting tidbit, I knew you were doing the CPU test, so I actually used Ash of the Singularity as well in my tests. I used the GPU-focused because that's much more representative of the actual game itself. So I used that, and that was actually the one win that the Ryzen 1700 got versus the 3570K. Hmm. And the, fairly significantly, too. Yeah, by a lot. The numbers. So uh, I, the thirty five seventy K, you know, won by just a little bit in DirectX eleven, but once you flipped on DirectX twelve, the Ryzen system whomped it. Yeah, so 10%. Brad, yeah, Brad, he was getting uh, at DirectX twelve, fifty two frames a second for that Core i five, and fifty eight seconds or fifty eight frames a second on the seventeen hundred part. Yeah, so that was the huh. win. So what they're saying about DirectX twelve more cores, I mean, that could very well wind up being a good thing for us in the future. But interestingly, in my high-end build, the one with the 1800X and the Fury X, I compared that to a Haswell E system, the 8-core Haswell E, not Broadwell E, Haswell E. And the results are very close. Uh, Ryzen still lost, but it was typically by only three or four frames per second. So once you're playing in those high-end resolutions with those high-end cards where it's more GPU limited rather than CPU limited, there definitely isn't a massive difference between, you know, Ryzen and Intel's Extreme Edition platform, like they were saying. Right. So I, I don't know. This is so. This is probably going to confuse a lot of people because the results are unlike. It's it's complicated, and the results are unlike anything I've ever seen. And I've been doing this a long time. I've never seen a CPU that just 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 slaughters or at least matches the competitions and all. And all these other, you know, CPU bound tests and then come back into gaming and just be off. I mean, again, it's not I again, I just want to be clear. If you are running a 1080 or 1070 card at high resolutions and high game settings, you're not you're probably not going to see it. But it is just weird. It's just off by a a performance amount you would not expect. it. Well, and it's significant. It's like, eh, you know, if if it was like maybe five percent, it's like, eh, okay, whatever. But I mean, this is this is significant. So taking them at their word and saying, oh, you know, developers need to just optimize. Right. Uh, I mean, how long does that take? Uh, And and two, like, will that change anything? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, could, could the perceptions, like, right out the gate just be like, oh, okay, I mean, we're getting tons of comments in here being like, oh, you know, based off of this stuff, I canceled my, my Ryzen order and I'm going to go with Intel. Yeah, because everybody read the reviews today, and I guess, you know, I and mean, that's why Brad's story basically saying you shouldn't pre-order stuff. I, I was saying yeah. that, that the day that they pre <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough when you buy a $60 game and Batman Arkham Knight comes out busted, or Assassin's <laughs> Creed Unity comes out busted. But if you're buying a three hundred to five hundred dollar processor, wait for the reviews. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's the, the the goal of this because Ryzen does kick ass in so many so many different ways. But if you're just a straight pure gamer or almost pure gamer at you know the most commonly used resolution in the land, then it's probably not an upgrade for you, and you wouldn't know that unless you waited for the reviews. Right, and and it's fair because I mean I mean. Uh, I like to sort of think of like what platform I was talking with a, a reader this morning 
And he was like, oh, man, he's so he's like, I'll probably wait. So this this dude's got a 5930K, which is the, you know, Haswell E 28 lane, you know, the the $350 six core part on X99 with two 980 cards. And he's not going to upgrade to Ryzen. It's like, you know, honestly, I if I had that build, I wouldn't do it either because you're not really seeing huge. It's not really worth it to, to throw everything away buy a new board and do everything over again for not a lot more. Well, I I think the question now is, right, I mean, so many people have been waiting to build, you know, for for Ryzen, but now it's like, do you continue to wait to see if things get optimized? Because if things do get optimized by the end of the year, you know, and and they can bring up that gap, then it's still a better deal, you know? You can't, can't, I don't know, in in my opinion, you can't, whenever it comes to technology, you can't bet on the future. Yeah. Yeah. Because the future, you never know what's really going to happen. And the technology realm promises, you know, different expectations come up all the time and then just don't pan out. For I mean, it, it sounds like most people, I'm, there are some people, you know, that, that seem to, to are, they're going to stay on the fence, but it, it seems like, a, you know, the majority of the people at least chiming in are like, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I've been waiting. Now I'm going to go ahead and get Intel. So if, if they can't mm. get that main push at the beginning, that, I mean, that's where they needed it, right? You know, if well, they- yeah, that's uh, one thing that's interesting, though, is with all those cores, because the big difference between the 7700K and Ryzen is all those cores. Right. Yeah. So if you're streaming or you're doing Twitch or you're capturing video or something like that, I wasn't able to run those tests because, again, we got this review kit very, very late, or at least I did. But that could very well be an advantage for AMD because, sure. you know, video processing needs those cords. Well, so. and, and it's, it's, it's funny. I think we're all kind of in a, a different camp. I'm on the other end because it's like when, when I see the, the performance numbers for the, you know, video editing and things like that, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, yes, I'm definitely going to get this in, in my next build. You know, like it, the gaming, that sucks. It really does. But also at the same time, like it's not, like, uh, you know, I'm not a Gordon here. I'm not expecting, you know, 500 frames a second on well, every game. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, but the, the benefit that I could see in in uh, in the media creation stuff is is, is totally, totally, totally worth it for yeah. you, right? And, you know, and I want to I want to say that it's very much based on use. If you're really a 95 percent gamer. Yeah, you really don't need to pay for six or eight cores right? you don't need a Ryzen. You need a You don't need a, a Broadwell E. You know, honestly, hell, you know, you're fine with a Core i5 KV Lake part, right? Or even Skylake part for the most part. It doesn't matter. Or stick with your, at this point, stick with your Ivory Bridge part. It doesn't put your money into a graphics card. So, but if you are someone who is into content creation, you're not a 95% gamer. You do download videos off the internet. You do occasionally do multi-threaded tasks. You do need to do lots of things at the same time. You or as Brad was saying, you, you want to stream. You know, you you want to suddenly become the next PewDiePie. <laughs> you know, you're going to need more cores because you basically have to encode and play the game at the same time on one box. And you can do that with you know more cores, and Ryzen does give you that. So that's a good use for it. And um, you know, for me, like I I would make the choice. It's it's. I would make a choice for my needs. I would I would do eight cores. Like, what can I get? Who can give me eight cores the cheapest right now? And well, uh, good. Well, today, uh, alongside the launch of, uh, launch of this, AMD also gave some high level details about the Ryzen five series, which one's going to be four core, eight thread, and one's going to be six core, twelve thread. And I'm really interested to see how that six core holds up. 
Yeah. And well, and especially when it's, as these, you know, you can imagine if the eight core is three hundred twenty nine dollars, the six core is going to be pushing down a core i five prices, right? We're talking. Yep. I guess they're going to charge two hundred fifty dollars for a six core chip, right? Mm-hmm. So with with hyperthreading, so that's basically sort of like a, a sixty eight hundred k for half the price again. But so real quick, uh, you know, we, we've had some chat in here uh, about a couple more things. Uh, power consumption, like what, what people are asking about power, you know, kind of cover that a little bit. Yeah. So I didn't get to do uh, power testing again. I will say uh, you, if you go out and you read all the reviews in the Internet, everybody's like, man, these things got it really late. A lot of people got these things last minute. People were testing with last minute. Power testing was not is not always my highest priority because I sort of think, you know, You've got a desktop system (laughs) with a video card, two SSDs, and three hard drives. Are you really trying to be all green in your electric car? No, you're. This is your your monster performer. No, you you got one breaker, you know, and you you got to share everything. You know, the the toaster and the 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 gaming PC. You know, right? It's all in the same breaker. You you don't want to overblow it. You know, but definitely the seventeen hundred seventy the Ryzen seven seventeen hundred is it just sips power. I was running some tests, eyeballing stuff against the sixty eight hundred K, and it was like. I think it was like at a hundred hundred watts. I mean, with a 1080 in there, of course, this is a GPU load. And, you know, the Broadwell E would be at maybe 110, 120. So hmm. you're not I, looking uh, at a significant savings, but actually definitely. did some power tests. Oh, great. Uh, nice. But, uh, it's not. Uh, I only have what I have around my office. I work in New Hampshire. I work from home. I'm not in the office. So all I have is some older PCs. Uh, the GPU test bench is based off the Haswell E 5960X, which is the top of the line eight core chip before the one that's available now. And the Ryzen 1800X just kills it in power efficiency. Like it's, I think, close to 100 watts less at load in gaming load. So the total system power use was almost 100 watts less than the 5960X. Um, I also paid attention while I was doing the mainstream rig and the difference wasn't as drastic there. It was, I think 50 Watts different between it, but the Ryzen system was 50 Watts or so more efficient. Uh, but you got to keep in mind that that's an eight core 16 thread part. And I was running a water cooler in that build. Whereas the core I five system uses an air cooler and is only quad core. So Ryzen's looking pretty damn good. And as far as efficiency is concerned. Okay. Well, uh, and I, I think this kind of uh, leads into the same kind of problem about getting it late. Uh, a lot of people are asking about overclocking. Why Why is overclocking not a part of this discussion? Yeah, it's not because I, nobody had time to do it. Uh, when I got my Ryzen part, I expected to get a water cooler. I didn't get a water cooler. We ended up having a, I mean, a good-sized Noctua, but you want to just get all your your baseline Benchmark's done. I didn't get a chance to do uh, overclocking because, and I just had Noxua. And I mean, to be honest, there was an awful lot of head scratching and testing and retesting and then more retesting as everybody was trying to figure out why are my 1080p low low game setting performance numbers so off what I expect. So that so you was wanted just, to, you wanted to focus on that. Yeah, and I will say AMD has said four two four three all core. They're saying. The things I've read, things I've heard from other benchmarkers, like yeah, you know, four one if you're lucky. So, it's not- I got, I actually got a water cooler, unlike you, but <laughs> nope. I didn't get any other cooler. So I was hoping to do a piece comparing the extended frequency range, which is the idea of as uh, you know more powerful cooler could ramp up, but uh, 
I didn't have an air cooler to test it with. So, yeah. and I couldn't get one that quick. So you guys had the opposite problem. Yeah, we had the opposite <laughs> problem. I would have liked it. And I did actually get a water cooler uh, yesterday and um, there was just no time. I, I will say the XFR feature extended frequency range sounds pretty awesome on paper. Uh, as I understand it from we, what we were told last week by AMD right now, it's sort of a, I'm not going to say work in progress, but they are saying, yeah, with XFR, you might see a hundred megahertz uh, clock bump. And that's not really a lot. Yeah, no. And for what it's worth to answer the question about overclocking, we actually have a freelancer who also got a kit for us working on a feature dedicated solely to the new Ryzen Master software and overclocking that should hopefully be on PC World next week. Yes. But I mean, if just... you know, there's just been a lot of information. It's hard to remember it all, but as I understand it, also the way you overclock with Ryzen is not what we're used to. If you've been overclocking with Intel or Intel parts, frankly, because on a Broadway, you basically say, "Hey, I, I want to do a two-thread overclock to X numbers, right?" So if I'm only running lightly threaded tests, crank them up to this. Uh, as I understand it, with Ryzen, you sort of set a target range for all cores, and that's it. So you're not going to really be pushing these sort of like, oh, only three cores hit this number, super high clocks that you've gotten out of, like, say, Broadwell E. So uh, we got a question uh, earlier on. I, I, we're chats going so fast, I, I can't remember who it is. So sorry about that. Uh, is Ryzen going to be good for console gamers? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it matters. Because... Uh. I mean, the PlayStation 4 Pro is already out, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, in in, in the future, you know, could could Ryzen be, you know... I would say yes. My opinion is yes. I would say yes. the flip side. I uh, know. I would what? say that it's, it's better for PC gamers for 8-core parts to become more accessible because that's what consoles already use. But we've been locked into a quad-core reality on PCs, so... If more game developers do indeed start optimizing for eight core things for the masses, then I think that would be better for PC gamers in the future. I don't see console gamers necessarily getting much out of it. Well, but don't they still have to develop for the lowest common denominator, which is consoles? Which uh, you uh, know, so unless consoles move away from, well, consoles know. are they already have you know eight cores, eight cores. very low, oh, really? low oh, okay. power. Right? I, so, I didn't realize, but I would, I'm gonna argue yes, Ryzen eight core is good because. Yeah, I know everybody's disappointed over 1080p, low frame rate, low low quality settings, but AMD has essentially democratized 8-core computing, right? If you think about it, Intel has never sold an 8-core chip for less than 999, <laughs> right? Yep. And the new one is 1089. So, you know, if you're a developer and you're going, yeah, I, I really need to burn you know, 20% of engineering resources so that the five guys who have, and gals, who have an eight-core Core i7 can play this game. No, they're going to be a hell no. I gotta, I'm going to put it into music. I'm going to put it in all this other stuff. Basically, if you're getting an eight-core CPU for 329 bucks, list price, 329 So for, we, for all we know, in three months, it'll be under $300, right, on street. If you're getting... An eight-core CPU for under three hundred dollars, and gamers are like, you know, I'm going to buy it anyway because I, I do, I, w- I want to stream, I want to be PewDiePie, right? 
without the the not without the stuff that gets you in trouble with YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be PewDiePie right now. Cause you don't want to be PewDiePie right now. No, but <laughs> you want to do it. They may do it. This is different. Okay, look, everybody's got access to eight cores. They're cheap. I'm going to do it now, right? So it's like this is you know it's weird because Intel is its own worst enemy sometimes because they've been years and years and years of trying to get people to support you know eight cores. Yeah, but it's like you charge a thousand dollars. Ain't no one going to ever have these things for people to support. So it's like, where's the chicken and egg? AMD steps here. We get Ryzen. You get eight. Everybody's got eight cores for an affordable. I'm 320 bucks. And it's mm-hmm. awesome in multi-threaded tasks. So I think that is actually good for console gamers. Although, I don't understand what that has to do with console gamers. But well, I, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> well, I think it's good <laughs> because basically, you know, if you have, we, you know, we've been stuck with quad cores for most gamers because, you know, mm-hmm. Intel, right? So, but if developers are going, if they're developing for consoles and develop from PC, I mean, look, consoles don't exist anymore, folks. They don't exist. They're basically PCs, right? Good point. Good so point. it just makes it easier for developers. And if we're, if they're saying, hey, we've got, you know, 16 threads on PC, we've got eight threads, who knows next gen consoles, what you're going to have, right? It's like, it just makes it easier for developers. That means they have more time to make it a better game. For everyone and you know more cores is better all right yeah cool. what's the bottom line on resin then? Right, yeah so, bottom, so actually you know what i want to get into because i think this is very much situational like um again if you're a content creator you play games i think ryzen's awesome right and i think if you're a 95 percent gamer which i mean yeah, you're okay with me. yeah that's you yeah I like to do that stuff. I just like more cores. I, I think that, you know, Ryzen is good for me. For Brad, for other people that are 95%, you know, gamers, then yeah, no. Actually, well, let me ask you this. So here's the thing. Because nobody's coming from like, I'm coming from like nothing, right? They're not like console gamers coming over. They got hardware. They got platform. So if you have, my advice is you have an X99 with a six core Broadwell E or, or Haswell E and then, you know, decent GPU, don't, don't upgrade the Ryzen. I mean, honestly, no. Because you know what? Intel's going to probably cut prices. It doesn't make sense to switch platforms to get a Ryzen when you can probably get an eight core, you know, Broadway E for, you know, who knows what they're going to, maybe Intel will go crazy. You'll get it for $400, right? That's just, that's just a yeah. better use of your money. <laughs> but what about if you are coming from, uh, say an Ivy bridge or Sandy bridge platform, what would you do, Brad? Me? That's exactly what I have. And that's exactly what I tested uh, as a gamer. Uh, I'm on the fence personally because I want to start streaming, doing more video for work, which puts me in that content creation thing. But as a pure gamer, I wouldn't buy it because between the motherboard, between the DDR4 RAM that wouldn't come over, between the chip itself, I mean, I don't think it's worth the upgrade as a pure gamer. It's better to put the money into a GPU. Yes, that's what I would do. Which makes a great segue well, no is there a way no <laughs> was there, i was gonna mention something else though what Wait. were you gonna mention okay. gordon actually i got a better segue i got a better segue. oh okay okay wait, wait, wait. i want to mention but there's other platforms so here's another one though i didn't even think about it till t- just now what if i'm on uh fx right i got an am3 board i have you know been waiting for you know this day upgrade upgrade but what do you do though so if you're you have say an fx part you know a, you know a mid-range fx part fx uh, six core right hell everybody had those for 150 bucks where, where would you go is it the, is it uh, sorry is it the same socket is it the same motherboard no, 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 no. So, so I mean, at that point, you're gonna have to get all new. So anyway, you got to right? throw everything away anyway. So where do they go, right? Where do you, what do you do from there? 
What would you do, Brad? It, it would totally depend on what I'm doing. If I'm a gamer, I'd yeah, I mean, it's go the same answer. Lake. If yeah. I was, you know, looking to dabble in content creation or if I really, truly believed in the vision of DirectX 12 and think AMD is actually be able to push people towards optimizing for that, uh, maybe I'd take a chance on the 1700. Yeah. But I would personally probably go for the 7700K. Really? 350 bucks? I mean, that is a lot of money, man. Well, if you're a pure gamer, (laughs) I just, where is this pure gamer crowd that everybody owes the mythical pure gamer? I mean, besides, I don't know, like my kids, they're pure gamers because it's not like I go home and like, hey, you get that PowerPoint done? No, but you know, I just, where, where is this pure gamer thing? But I think a lot of people do that. Not pure. I mean, you check your email, you freaking do a PowerPoint presentation or whatever. Yeah. That's not, that's not the same. Uh, but I will say that unlike you, I don't have an inordinate amount of hate for FX. I think that if you have a decent <laughs> GPU and you're playing at 1080p, it can still do all right. So really, look at the benchmarks. Yeah, and, and consider whether or not it's worth your money to upgrade. And there's plenty of people in the chat here that say they are on FX. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I think it really goes either way depending on what you do. If you are going to stream, if you need that core count, go Ryzen. If yep. you all you're going to do. Because you get paid to play games by somebody somewhere, <laughs> then yeah, the, the uh, seventy six hundred K, though, don't you think? Don't you think yeah, it's a little yeah, yeah. seventy six hundred K? Yeah, I would do that. The Core i five. Okay, here's here. What, uh, okay, here's the last one. If what if you're on? Because there's still plenty of old platforms. What if you're an old X seventy nine user? You got a six core, you know, Sandy Bridge, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you go? You guys got any opinion on that? I, I do, but you know, I just like to ask because I don't want to just hear myself flap my lips. <laughs> I'd go Ryzen because you're obviously getting into six cores for content Correct creation choice. reasons, and Ryzen is the star of the show, price to performance, and sometimes in price and performance. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it, once again, uh, I don't see I don't see most gamers who are like, man, I really got to sw- swing for those extra cores. You know, like it just. I don't. I don't uh, think they're out there. PewDiePie. Hopefully that changes soon. Hopefully that changes soon. But he's not just a gamer. He's not just DirectX twelve is coming out slow. It's slower than any of us want, right? No, I mean, yes. it's fair to say that at this point. Yeah. But just this week at a Radeon event, uh, AMD just announced that they had they have a multi-game, multi-series partnership with Bethesda, the company behind Doom, behind Wolfenstein, behind Elder Scrolls, behind Dishonored, behind Prey, so on and so <laughs> forth, uh, behind Fallout, to implement Vulcan in their titles because AMD worked with Bethesda last year in software to put Vulcan and AMD tech and doom and it kicked major ass. It did all kinds of performance stuff. Oh yeah. So now they're looking to put Vulcan inside of these games. If that kind of stuff picks up, then in that case, you know, maybe a year from now, the story will be much different for the 1700. So, uh, Marcos in the YouTube chat uh, is saying, and maybe this is a good way to, to, to put a, you know, a final nail on it. So was Ryzen all hype? No, not at all. I think, uh, you want to go first? Yeah. I think we should both err because we seem to have somewhat of a different opinion on the thing, but I will go first since I talk more. I, I, it's not against the hype. I think they have delivered everywhere, uh, on content creation, they have democratized the CPU core. I mean, high thread count is available to people who aren't, you know, super rich at this point. So they have done that. I do think there is disappointment on, you know, again, for some gamers at lower game settings. And frankly, I don't know what's going on there. 
it's very much a leap of faith as to figure whether this will correct itself as as developers optimize for it. But no, this is this was not overhyped on because it has delivered. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do the next segue. I, actually, Brad, you should go. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. bust up with my segue. I'm gonna say the same thing. Um, it is not, you know, all hype. I think it is indeed still probably the most <clears throat> disruptive processor to come out in maybe a decade, at least five years. Agreed. I mean, yeah. what it does for content creation in multi-core tasks for the price that it does it is amazing. Uh, I do wish that AMD did a little bit better job beforehand with the messaging about what gamers can expect out of it. Maybe not show it being equal with Broadwell E in GPU limited situations. Maybe talking more about, hey, this is going to be great for streamers, which I know they did. They did that uh, with Dota 2, but amp that part up more, you know, maybe just refine the message a little bit so that people knew more what to expect for gaming when it launched. And but no, uh, it's not it's not a bust. So uh, if you would have asked me before this, I would have been like, yeah, it's all hype. I mean, that you know, yeah, if, uh, yeah. Like I, I was not excited for it because I was like, there's no way they're going to deliver on price but and also trying to stay at that performance when when you know when i was coming over and 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 checking out what you were testing and stuff i got excited like i i i tell you what like my my uh hype level went from uh oh i know he's he's going for it <laughs> the paper uh my hype level went you know like exponentially great especially on on the content creation stuff uh so i i got way more hyped uh, after seeing what happened so but also once again my my hype was pretty low to begin with because I, I was like there's no way there's no way so what what did what did i say well this is me oh this is you okay this, i don't think you had one i you, I think, you wrote them out for me did i yeah well we're gonna have we're gonna have a day of reckoning but there, i'm just gonna do there's it right a lot now. of paper man this is a big ass piece of paper here so on november <laughs> 15th on the full nerd there we go i i said and i wrote this down eight <laughs> cores in will not cost Three hundred dollars. It will cost five hundred to six hundred dollars. Look, this is like what I wrote. Look, that's you need to eat it. You're good. Yeah, you're. I mean, well, you, do I? You well, can well, just well, throw, do I have to eat it? Because there is a three hundred and twenty nine dollar Ryzen. That's eight cores. So well, I think I should eat half of this. Because man, look how big this piece of paper is. So one of the eight cores hit five hundred. Oh. Oh, right, Adam, you're gonna have to eat that one, man. I don't even want to. You bring have to that shove that in your nose. No, we'll have that. to wait. We'll have to wait. We're gonna save that for Dave Reckoning. I'm gonna eat half of this though, so I guess I think I was half right. I yeah, you were half, half right. You were also half wrong. And people don't. So I, I would give that to you, but I like to see you eat paper. So. so people don't know that on the podcast, I basically say, look, you were gonna, you know, because basically journalists and analysts, we just like to make stuff up, and we never are held to account for they it. Sure do. So I said we're gonna write these things down on paper. <laughs> and then if you're wrong, you're going to eat it. So I'm going to tear this piece of paper in half. Oh man, you got some, you got some more coffee in there. I got to some drink more it coffee. down. All right, good. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, fiber. <laughs> yeah. How do those words but, taste? Uh, between that, uh, all that paper and all that coffee, you better not get stuck on the bridge on the way home. Mm. <laughs> That's fibrous right there. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's not that bad? Okay. It's not that you've, bad. you've done this before then, huh? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, no, good up on you for uh, for doing that because everyone in the chat was saying you you needed to eat it. Only half because I was yeah. right. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Wait, wait. But here's the thing. I'm, now, here's the nail. Here's the thing. 
Here's why, I, as much as everybody's like freaking out over 1080p. Oh, you know what? Sorry, I gotta settings. say, pe- people are freaking out because uh, you you did a, uh, a real subtle dig there. Uh, Coffee Lake washed down your uh, your Ryzen rumors. Oh damn, I didn't <laughs> think about that. <laughs> well, it's, that was a good one. That was a good one. So here's the thing that I, I the reason why I think people freaking out it's just everybody's overreacting because look at it this way. <clears throat> Core i7 6900K list price $1,089. Okay. I could get a Ryzen 7 1700 eight core that's maybe 10, maybe 15% slower in multi threaded tasks. Right. And I could get a GeForce GTX 1080 Ti for the same price. As that 6900K. I mean, just think uh, about that. Which what? card? 6900? Uh, the, the GTX. Oh, this card. Oh, oh, Luxie. oh, this card. Boom. That's my segue. Nice. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Brad has one. We actually printed We faked it. That's not even a real thing. We, we printed it out. It's faked. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, that was such a great segue. We might as well kill it again. I forgot there are some questions about motherboards. Because oh. I know you guys okay. got different motherboard options, right? I mean, this isn't a review of motherboards. But I like like everyone kind of got different stuff, you know, anything, anything you want to say about that? And then we'll do another segue. Usually, you know, everybody gets the same thing. But for these, everybody got wildly different coolers, wildly different motherboards. Yeah. So, I mean, is is there anything is there anything to report from there? Any any standouts? Any like, eh? I, you know, I I go ahead, Brad. Make sure you make sure you know what chipset you're getting before you buy. I mean, we have a piece about that up on PC World, but basically they have, even though it's all the same AM4 socket, there's several different chipsets, and depending on what you need, they have very different feature levels. Like, only the X370 boards will support Crossfire SLI, so if you think you're going to do that, make sure you get an X370 board. Uh, Most people who stick to a single card, you know, want to overclock, get a B350. There's another one called A320. That's just your basic level board. You can't even overclock the CPU on that. Uh, so just, you know, do a little bit of research there. Make sure you know exactly which one you're buying into. Okay. Sounds good. And cool. as far as the benchmarking went on, I, I will say there was chatter in the benchmarking community and people were wondering if this was a motherboard issue for the, you know, the the performance issues. And it, it doesn't seem like it. I on, Again, honestly, I don't, no one really knows what the hell's going on. So... AMD's explanation, well, I know it probably sounds like damage control to some is, you know, probably is possibly plausible, but I don't know. No one knows. Only time will tell. It is nice to see, even though they don't have all the same PCIe lanes as X99 or whatever, it is nice to see that there are a handful of really nice boards at launch. Uh, you haven't seen that in the AMD, you know, the FX series for a while. The motherboards have kind of died out there, but it's real nice to see all this modern features on AMD boards. Yeah. People who are looking to buy an X370 board, the top of the line one, uh, the Asus Crosshair six. Seven, I think it is six. Uh, that one actually has mounts for AM3 coolers as well. So if you're looking, to, if you have a fancy cooler and you're looking to reuse it, you might want to give that one a try rather than buy really? a new one. I had no. Yeah. That's great. I should have. I did not want to screw with it. I just wanted to use what I had. <laughs> so the the board we had already had the mounts on it for the Noctua. So I was like, well, let's just get going, you know. The board I got had the mounts on it for the Noctua, even though I got a water cooler. Nice. <laughs> you didn't get the Noctua and you got the mounts on it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so here, I'll, I'll, I'll try my hand at a, at a segue. If you uh, say you're getting your tax returns and you have $500 uh, in your pocket, would you buy? 599 
You didn't get five hundred ninety nine. No, six ninety nine. No, 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 no. Different, different. Five hundred bucks. Yeah. Would you get the eight core eighteen hundred X or would you get the newly dropped in price GTX ten eighty? Five hundred bucks. You, you, you know. Tax- I have a GTX ten eighty, so I would get the well, whatever, whatever. I think it's Gordon. tough because I mean, you don't. It's not just the CPU. I know, you got to buy RAM. <laughs> you got to buy them on the board. It's yeah. tough. You're buying a new platform. I'm not good at segues, Gordon. But yes, that's what happens. That's why I was using it earlier. Yeah, I'm I saying, know. I'm sorry. I, I just let me just it. say that again. Let's just because you know, that needs let's to be roll back the tape. Uh, core, Adam, go ahead. Yeah. Roll back the tape. Core uh, i seven. Right. Core i seven six hundred K. Ten eighty nine. Core, God, what the hell? Ryzen 7, 1700, and a GTX 1080 Ti for the same amount of money. I mean, like, you want to take, yeah, okay, are you, are you concerned about 1080, playing 1080 at medium settings? I it just, I don't know. Well, so, yeah, well, we'll say. We just can't get off that. So, Gordon. We're stuck on what, what What was the news? What happened? Uh, how did it all go down? Oh, Brad knows. Yeah, so, Brad. like, right, we were talking about this. So, Brad, you want to? Break it to everybody. Sure. So this week, NVIDIA announced the GeForce GTX 1080 Ti. They didn't announce it at CES. Everyone was bummed. They announced it this week. Uh, it's basically a Titan X with slightly slower memory uh, bit width. Uh, there's a couple. The ROPs is a little bit less, but 90. I mean, it's basically a Titan X. They say it's faster than the Titan X, despite costing almost half as much at 699 bucks. Uh, has higher clock speeds than the Titan X. It's look, looking pretty nuts, man. Is it? I mean, of course, w- this was, you know, everybody loves the guest prices, right? We were all guessing 800 bucks. <laughs> well, yeah, there was some paper in there. There was some paper in there. Oh, no. There's more paper yeah. to be eaten. <laughs> well, because, uh, you know, Hayden uh, was talking about, because uh, so uh, at the actual event, uh, I was with you uh, and Hayden, then there was some discussion on a, a little video piece uh, that went up on PC World, uh, hopefully today, uh, about, you know, like he thought, he thought that it was going to take in that slot. So, you know, that the 1080 was going to go down and that the um, TI was going to take the 1080 price uh, point. He says, uh, you, you, you said no on that. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't know if we have paper there or not, but we, we gotta, we gotta roll back the tape on that one. Yeah. You have to see, I don't know. All I know it's is funny. Well, a lot of people are saying, Hey, you'd be bumming if you owned, bought a Titan X five months ago, right? For 1200 bucks. But I'm thinking, looking at this, this is 700 bucks. Wouldn't you be bumming if you bought an NVIDIA founders edition GTX 1080 for 500, uh, you know, 700 bucks when they came out. So it's the same price as the GTX 1080 Founders <laughs> Edition was at launch. I, but I mean, but that's I mean that's I mean that's electronic. So it, something, yeah. yeah, something always comes out nicer. I, I I say the first option is probably probably worse because uh, not only is it, I mean, not only is it nicer, it's half the price. Like that usually doesn't happen. Like that's so that's so big. Yeah, prices always go down. I mean, Acor has well E to Broadwell. Oh, wait, wait a minute. That, that, that did not go down at all. That went up, in fact. Uh, you know, I, 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 I did like during uh, during the stream, uh, Jensen, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, you know, he was like, they, they really came off strong. They were like, let's talk about the 1080. New price, boom. And then they were like, now let's talk about the Titan X. Five people get it. Next topic. <laughs> like you know, like I was like, oh wow, they're gonna drop the Titan X price. No, no. Yeah. He, well, <laughs> they pretty much. I mean, who? I, Titan X. I mean, the thing is, it's twelve hundred dollars if you can get one. 
Most people have to buy them on eBay, and the prices I've seen them for, $1,500. Do you think they're even going to sell these things anymore to anybody? I mean, that was my question Nobody afterward. Nobody's going to buy it. Yeah, who, still who's be it for? You know, like, I, I don't understand who the Titan X is for. I mean, I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't know all the deep level details about it yet. There might be different things disabled that are more important for researchers or whatnot. So we don't know a hundred percent, but, but gamers, for gamers, no reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. We have, again, we have not have tested test that 1080 well, Ti yet. You, you, you have it. Uh, have you know, it. it's, it's just, it's a really pretty, uh, um, you know, desk weight right now, right? Paperweight. So, yes. Even, even though they, sh- they held it up on the live stream and even though there's pictures of it all over the internet, I can't even open the box right now on camera. Brad, so. I've heard rumors. <laughs> I've heard rumors that 1080 Ti has uh, performance issues at uh, 1080 resolution and low game settings. Is that um, true? Well, those are clearly fake news because it has 1080 right in the name. Board. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, what's crazy about this card, though, is the price. I never thought I would say it, but when they came out and said 700 bucks, this is the first time in my life I'm like, damn, that's cheap. It's a $700 video card, 700 bucks. But I was expecting it to be so much more. I think they're really looking to do like what they did with the 980 Ti. Yeah. Came out just before the Fury X and just put performance level at this baseline so AMD can't charge more for what they got. And I feel like they might be trying to set that up for Vega too. But we don't know more details because the same day AMD Radeon had an event and they didn't really announce much. They yeah, they did. There was a huge announcement. Oh, what was it? <laughs> the name. Oh. What's, it, what's the actual name? I don't even... Is it Radeon? I, I told you this is RX Vega. Okay. <laughs> it's not Vega anymore. It's RX Vega. Uh, man, who who was it? I, I can't remember. It was one, one of the guys we were, we were sitting with uh, was making a joke that, uh, you know, the, the code name for, for it, it was Zen, and then the real name was Ryzen, so R-Y-Zen. Then it was Vega, and then the real name is RX Vega. So now they're it's confirmed they're coming out with an RZ something uh, in the future. <laughs> oh. you, know, so you see that naming scheme? You know how, how they're doing theories, it? Yeah. Yes. yes. Trying uh, to guess what their moves are. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was no hardware, right? That's kind of the weird thing because everybody sort of, there were all these rumors. There, were, there have been leaked pictures of a so-called RX 580, but nothing showed up. Do you think, uh, do you think NVIDIA successfully got... AMG is like, you know what, we're not going to come out and talk about a card we're not going to have for a few months and have 1080 Ti drop on our heads tonight. Do you somehow... And then we're talking about this during GDC 2017. You know, it's, it's happening. Uh, it's actually still happening now. Uh, yeah, they both had their, their live events. But yeah, I mean, what what, what do you think leading, leading up to it? Rumors, but nothing. Like, what happened? I think uh, reading the AMD subreddit that day, there were a lot of unhappy people. Uh... I'm not sure if they got cold feet and didn't want to get dropped on by the Titan or whatnot, but I think there's no question that even though, you know, AMD showed off, uh, like, the performance benefits of the high bandwidth controller cache, and it looked pretty good in the demo, uh, that was about it. That and the brand name. They're like, wait an hour, and we'll have big news at the end. And then people waited for an hour, and the news was Vega still called Vega. (laughs) Whereas that night, I think... NVIDIA came out and, like Adam was saying, just really nailed it out of the ballpark from beginning to end. Hey, the GTX is cheaper now. Hey, five of y'all get a Titan X. Hey, here's the ultimate GeForce card, the fastest card we ever released. For and 700 bucks. For 700 bucks. 
So, well, and not not just that. I mean, he he went he stepped through a a bunch of demos. Some of them were, you know, I'm not a developer. Uh, so, you know, I, I know his, some of those demos were aimed at a developer crowd, but, uh, you know, and then especially towards the end when he started talking about the heat, you know, because I know uh, uh, Hayden was talking about his 980 Ti really, really can warm up his apartment pretty good. Uh, so he was he was happy to hear the 1080 Ti wasn't warming it up too well, much. <laughs> at the original GTX 1080 events, there was a case where they were showing something with the same program on the screen and it showed it running at two gigahertz really cool into 60 degrees then and it turned out to not whatsoever be the case in the real world when they got out so i would think the fact that he pointed attention to it this time suggests that maybe it will but i would still hold off on that again wait for reviews wait wait are you saying i should cancel my (laughs) pre-order i just i just put in my pre-order i'm just kidding i didn't never (laughs) pre-order you know i gotta say though so like you know i was sequestered at the nvidia event all day and then you know we got word that no ain't no hardware at amd's event and i just sort of like man i i actually got this 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 crazy fear that they were both going to try to outmaneuver each other like because you know people Neither don't ever people don't know this because i mean the rumor is 1080 ti has been this card that nvidia has been expecting to use against vega and it's been ready for months and months and months vega has not shown up and, you know, AMD, you know, there was some, there was a thought, and of course I have to eat a piece of paper for this. <laughs> there was a thought that 1080 Ti was going to come out at CES. Yes, I, I thought so. More paper. Vega didn't show up. 1080 Ti didn't show up. And I said, and the, the today, this, and, and that, that day, you know, um, there was no Vega. And it seemed like, it sounded like, oh man, it's like they just, at the last minute said, we're not going to show it off. Kind of felt like that. I was like, oh man, is NVIDIA going to do the same thing now too? They're going to be like, Jensen's going to come out on stage have these free cards we're gonna go and like they're just gonna like outmaneuver themselves and not launch these cards for like another two years or something it just kind of felt like that i i don't know i just had go ahead brad i think vega's in an interesting spot right now i hope it comes out swinging because you know the gtx 10 series has been out for over a year now the fury lineup came out two christmases ago or something like that it's been a long time since amd fans have had an enthusiast level card so i hope Vega comes out swinging. We'll have to see. <laughs> right, and we, what we do know is what Vegas Silicon has been back since January ish. They've shown off the Silicon, it's sort yep. of 4K at a little bit above 1080 performance, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yep. And of course, yep. early Silicon, early drivers. Do you think it's got any maneuvering room with 1080 Ti now? If that if it, well, if the performance is truly faster than a Titan X, we don't know. I mean. When you're talking about GPUs, right, there's typically more than one. Like we talk about Pascal GPUs. There's a whole lineup of them. We don't know the Vega performance that we saw in Doom a little bit above the 1080. We don't know which, you know, GPU that was. That could be their entry-level one. That hopefully isn't their high-end one. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be People a were talking, they're like, it's called Vega. It's not the 580. It's not the 490. It's just Vega. And I had people asking me, does that mean there's only one card? Um, who knows for sure, but I would guess that it's like the Fury. It's going to be the line name. So you'll have the Vega X, you'll have the Vega Nano, so on and so forth. You mean the RZ? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hey, so somebody's asking in the chat, do you think AMD is kind of shooting themselves in the foot by pushing so aggressively this year in CPU and also in GPU? Like, you know, because Intel focuses on CPUs and videos focus on GPUs, but they're trying to do both and they're trying to they're trying to battle both. (laughs) You know, it's rough. But I mean, 
as it stands until today with Ryzen coming out, AMD has not competed with Intel for performance parts in a long time. A decade. And as it stands today, the RX 480 is the best $200, $250 option, but they have nothing to compete with you know, the GTX 10 series at the high end. So I think they need to come out and they have to swing for the fences or, you know, lose the risk of just falling way too far behind. Yeah, but what what if AMD was like, you know what, man, we're, we we can't do both. We we got to drop one or the other and really just hone in and, and, and focus on one. They can't. They can't because their whole business is focused around custom builds and APUs and stuff like that. Mm. So they have to continue innovating in both of them for that core center of the company to keep going. That makes sense. Yeah, you can't. They can't just go idle and and hope magically bust out with something. And they gotta, they gotta, you know, whatever's going on with Ryzen. Who knows? Could they gotta start somewhere, right? There's gonna be a. They've already said there's gonna be a Zen two. There's gonna be a Zen three. They they gotta start somewhere. I mean, they're coming from nowhere for CPUs. I mean, you know, the last time, <clears throat> last time in AMD, everybody gave a damn about an AMD CPU. George W. Bush was the president. <laughs> That's like two administrations ago, right? That's like forever ago. Three, right? That's like three now. Right? Yeah, that's just forever. So they got to start somewhere. This is this this is a good start. They got to and they they got to go somewhere. Vegas, you know, they had Polaris was a, a good part. I mean, it is tough because they are going against two well funded, you know, hyper competitive companies. It, it sucks to fight on two fronts, but at the same time. AMD is also the only company that has both, right? They mm-hmm. got they got x86, they got graphics. You know, there's rumors of AMD licensing their graphics to Intel. Uh, there's all kinds of sort of positives. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't see Nvidia go, going into any consoles any soon without x86 cores. So well, that helps them there. Aside from the Switch that's launching tomorrow. Is that even a console, man? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's cool. That's like, why didn't they just call that the Shield Tablet Two, which I I love. There's a Shield Tablet right there. It's like Shield Tablet Two. Yeah, I I, I like my Shield Tablet. Well, uh, so any more questions? I mean, uh, so uh, I know we can't talk much. Uh, you know, you, you just barely got the cards in. You know, what what what, what kind of testing can we look forward to? Uh, 1080p low game settings, maybe medium. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Brad, I think you should push it lower, 720p even. <laughs> Well, we have, uh, you know, why stop there? Why not go down to 480? <laughs> you know, standard definition, baby. Put it on the CRT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we, you know, probably the same as we typically do with our GPUs. You know, the usual assortment of, with this part, we're probably going to go high-end, so 1440 and 4K resolution. Uh, the Titan X was the first card... I didn't review it myself, but many other reviews said it's the first card capable of 4K Ultra 60 frames per second. So I'm going to go there first and see how it goes. I'm going to run it probably at 1440p to see what uh, people who have high refresh rate monitors can expect from the card. No, the usual. So you think you think uh, you think a good focus is here is like, you know, uh, how does it stack up against the the Titan X? Because obviously it's it's. You know, they're saying it's faster than that for half the price. I mean, is that going to be the focus? Uh, I think I think it's better to compare it against the GTX 1080 because if you didn't buy a Titan, very, 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 very few people would buy a Titan X. But a lot of people were buying the GTX 1080 at 600 bucks. You know, 700 bucks for this is only 100 bucks more than that. 
So I think that's the comparison that's that's the most valid. But I've got to test it. I don't have a Titan X, but I'm going to test it against the 1080. I'm going to test it against the Fury X because even though it's old, it's AMD's best card right now. You know, see how it hangs. Yeah, but at 500 bucks, you could get a 1080. You yeah, could, you could just you know say hey you know forget forget about it's coming out. Yeah, but five hundred dollars more, two hundred dollars more a, for. I'm gonna tell you a lot of my whenever I do GPU reviews at the end I try to issue advice based on value proposition because what you're looking for it really depends on the kind of monitor you're running. So if this really is capable of playing 4K 60 and you have a 4K card. Uh, monitor, then that 200 bucks may very well be worth it to keep you from having to run two cards to get a good 4K experience. Two but cards? Who does that? That's conjecture. I wouldn't. <laughs> Haters. So, you know, Brad, the one thing that NVIDIA was pushing is this card, it's, you know, it's got an unusual frame buffer size, 11 gigs of RAM. Uh, Titan X has 12, 8 gigs in 1080, I think, right? Yes. So they're saying that, look, this this card, you know, Nvidia was saying, look, uh, this card is going to be good for 5K. We, you know, people are like, why would you keep adding? I mean, that's a lot of memory for a consumer video card, gaming video card. And they're saying, look, every year, every every generation, the video games start using more and more frame buffer. We think 11 gigs is going to be great. They said 5K gaming. So do you think Mm -hmm. something you need to test 5K or is that just that's just silly? it's, that's just silly. That's, okay. I mean, come on. The 4K gamers are the 1% <laughs> at this point. I mean, is there, can you buy more than, is there even, I know there's one Dell monitor that's 5K, I think, right? There's a is Dell there 5K. There's an HP 5K that's actually really affordable. The Dell's are just beautiful, sweet monitor. And then there is an iMac you can get that yes. has a 5K yes. panel. But uh, you can't put graphics card in Well, <laughs> let me just tell you, and I need to point this out. Um, that external Ryzen, enclosure, right? Wait, Ryzen, <clears throat> 1080 Ti. I mean, Skylake X might be coming. Awesome stuff. None of it on the Mac. I just mm. had to point that out. Mm. Poor, poor all, Mac people. All things no one will be thinking yeah. about in Mac. To land. be fair, though, you know what's also not on Macs? What? All those blue screens, death to Adam was suffering today. Yeah, but you know why that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Intel kill switch. Yep. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is kind of a little off topic, but I, I think this is kind of something, uh, uh, that might be an interesting, interesting thing around this time. Um, is there pressure on reviewers? Uh, this is a uh, Soka one, two, three in YouTube. Uh, is there pressure on reviewers to celebrate AMD Ryzen as much, uh, is, is, uh, as much given Intel kickbacks, free chips and SSDs and stuff like that. Could some tech, Yeah. I mean, that that essentially, that's the question. Lot. That has been swirling around, particularly the AMD subreddit and other forums. Yeah. Because it was publicized that on the night of the Ryzen price reveal, Intel sent people, uh, you know, an email saying, hey, don't forget, we have strong single-threaded performance, you know, so on and so forth, other things. Uh, and people took that to mean... You know, it's Intel trying to say, hey, you'll get cut off or putting pressure on reviewers. But that happens all of the time. It's not something you typically see if you're not outside the press. But whenever a major product is released from a competitor, like companies will write you and say, hey, don't forget all these strong points about our card or don't forget all these strong points about our CPU. That happens every time. AMD does it, too. AMD's done that to me for NVIDIA launches. Hey, don't forget, you know, DirectX 12 works great. You know, we got those asynchronous shaders. So every company does it. That happens all the time. And 
I mean, AMD Ryzen, AMD just sent out all these parts, all these motherboards, all these chips to so many reviewers. I mean, you're talking about getting chips from Intel, but I mean, everybody just got chips from AMD. It's part of what keeps independent reviews going. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll add to Brad. I, I think one thing, I, I, do, I think actually the hardware review press is very much like peer-reviewed science almost as, as close as you can get in journalism because, you know what, if I go out to my Tesla that uh, has an Intel logo on it that they gave me for free, do you if they if that were true and it's not I go out to my 2000 Honda Accord with the paint peeling off of it if that were true then all the numbers would indicate the opposite and then I would be it was like whoa what's up with PC world saying that uh this this thing is awesome where 95% of the rest of the the testers are saying it's not true you you really it's it's very hard I think for people to be influenced by by any of that because you got your numbers other people are going to have their numbers. If your numbers don't match up, and you're driving around a Tesla, and I got a big, a, a big, a big, you know, sir, mix a lot fur coat on, you're going to know, hey, what's going on with Gordon, right? But it's just, <laughs> it's just not, it just doesn't happen. I mean, I know there's always conspiracy theories. Everybody's talking about this stuff. You know, at the end of the day, you run your tests. You know, the the you go back to the vendor. Uh, again, you know, we're still talking to AMD. We're, I'm, there's, this is not going to be over. There will be more testing of this. Everybody's had this thing for less than a week now. And then most people had to go to GDC. You had, you know, the weekends, people have lives. There's just been not much time to test this. It's going to keep going. But I got to say all the conspiracy theories about, you know, you know, pressure from anybody. No, there's no actual pressure. Intel and AMD are just, I'm the last thing, Intel and AMD are very much, they're, they're political. It's like covering politics. Both sides are going to be constantly throwing the press their view, trying to spin things. They're going to try to spin you. And it's our and jobs people, to keep you straight. Everyone's saying, hey, you're scared of Intel kickbacks or whatever. One, it's it's blatantly false. It's not true. Uh, two, seem to be forgetting that when this 10-core chip just came out, Every press outlet goes, yo, what the hell? This is pretty badass, but it's seventeen hundred dollars. Are oh, you nuts? Whoa, like 1723. Yeah. And that doesn't include shipping. You still need to pay for shipping. Yeah. But I mean, here on the full nerd last year, we we're doing our picks for hardware of the year, and we gave chips not applicable because we think that's so ridiculous that it was $1,700. I tried. That's a good episode. A good episode. <laughs> I tried. I'm still working my way up to that uh, Intel branded Tesla, Brad. I tried. I thought that was just people, funny. People tend to look at uh, a lot of uh, people who have strong emotional investments in brands, be it NVIDIA, be it Intel, be it AMD, uh, fans. Uh, they tend to look at a negative review and consider it an attack on the brand rather than Looking back over the history of a publication, if you look back over the history of any you know reputable publication, you'll see we dump on everybody equally, we praise everybody equally when they deserve it. The answer is always complicated with technology. All right. So uh, unless there's anything else you want to cover for the uh, the 1080 Ti, I have one last question. Okay. Nothing. I haven't tested it yet, so I'm done. Okay. Uh, one last question: Will it play Crisis? Confirm or deny? 
We'll have to. It will play it at, at 1080, <laughs> but normal settings are low. I expect to see that in the review. Uh, your your hot crisis benchmarks. <laughs> cool. A lot do you of want... people still use Crisis 3. Crisis 3 will still murder your PC. If you put the original Crisis on, it, it won't murder your PC, but it still looks damn good and it still will make it sweat a bit. It does. It does. You know, it's Intel. And I have not tried this, but of course they're like, you know, you can run Crisis on on integrated graphics. Intel's told me that. <laughs> crisis, ahead. the original Crisis, <laughs> not Crisis Three, but the original Crisis you can apparently run on IGP now, and I should do it because they they've said you can do it. So I remember my first build. Uh, yeah, I, I had an i five, and uh, I got the the four sixty. Uh, GTX four sixty, and I remember loading up Crisis One. And I, I, you know, I could play it at like 480p, you know, for like real blocky graphics. It was like, because you I didn't was have like, a triasli set up, man. <laughs> three video oh, cards, three okay. 580s. No, wait, when was it? Wasn't it 580s? Was it pre 580? Were they 6800s? 6800 GTXs? For what? I'm just trying to think when when Crisis came out and broke everybody's boxes. I think it was the days of uh, 6800 GTX, right? No, I can't remember anything at this no point. that it was it was when they had the four numbers it was before 8800 yeah GTX? yeah man and the weird thing was and i just realized that wasn't the gtx after the number back then or was it yeah yeah it, it was. was 8800 gt 8800 gtx yeah when the hell did the gtx go in front <laughs> The 480? Yeah, no, yeah, it was the 400 I, series. Yeah, I don't know. This is a mystery of the universe. I need to look in. I yeah. can't right. remember. Oh yeah, uh, so, uh, we got Jargon in the in the chat saying he played it on a uh, seven seven thousand eight hundred GTX. Oh yeah, it, it killed that seven thousand eight hundred GTX. Yep, eight thousand eight hundred GTX. Yep, Trisolite. You're right. Yeah, yeah. With Core Two Duo, those Conros six thousand eight hundred. Nice. Killing it. All right. Well, you want to move on to. Uh, to some questions? Yeah, I, I didn't think we had any left, really. I mean, go, did, go for it. Do, do go. we have any from Twitter? Let's go. I don't think we, uh-huh. uh, we uh, our technical difficulties were. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we, we got a, uh, plenty of people in the chat asking uh, about their stock prices. Uh, AMD releasing their stock prices, and, and it seems like they're, uh, they're taking a, a little bit of a hit. Yeah, yep. it went down a uh, dollar or so today. I was looking at it right before the thing went on. What, what, so what does that really mean? You know, does, does that mean, oh, they're, they're doomed? Can I not eat that piece of paper? <laughs> I, I have an opinion on this, Gordon. Go. Well, one, you have people, they're profiting. Remember, this is AMD. I, I can't remember the last time AMD stock was at 13 to $14. So there's a lot of people profiting on the stock, risings out. Two, Wall Street analysts. Do you go to Wall Street analysts for advice on what system should you build? Do you need a cores? Do you need a, 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 a 1080 Ti card? No, you don't. These, do you really think these Wall Street analysts are gamers and building machines? I mean, I there are some, but I'm going to say 99.9% of them are just looking at a spreadsheet somewhere. And they, they're not seeing, they see bad headline, they see, you know, Poor performance, you know, at 1080 low quality setting, they're they're gonna freak out. And then institutional investors, they may freak out too. Who knows? But frankly, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, so I'll, I'll reiterate real quick. Uh, if you have any questions for these these smart gentlemen uh, next to me, uh, chime them in in the uh, the chat right now because I'm uh, uh, I'm gonna ask them. Um, so we got a, a question from uh, Stefan. 
Why is SLI and Crossfire so bad in games these days? Yeah. Because DirectX 12, because a lot of the gaming engines tie physics to frame rate these days is one issue. And it's it's a lot more complicated than it used to be. Two, it's such a small percent of users that a lot of AAA games don't even bother putting the time in anymore. Three, AMD and NVIDIA tried saying, hey, DirectX 12, it's going to be the great thing. We're going to, you know, stop supporting three or four way SLI. If you want that, you can have DirectX 12 and AMD's all, oh, you know, DirectX 12 and Vulkan. But that puts the cost of development on the developers rather than AMD or NVIDIA. So that uptake has been slower than before. So, I mean, you're just seeing way fewer games come out with that these days. Yeah, and it's it's pretty ugly. I think the last time I did some SLI testing, there are some games that they didn't like not supported like zero movement on a two or <laughs> three way box yeah that sucks if you buy you know a 300 to 500 dollar card if you buy two of them and you can only use one of them half the time that sucks that's just like throwing away money man although i mean isn't some of that also again amd's absence here because you have i mean as much as a a, a 700 dollar 1080 ti card is awesome people are not gonna have three of those but if you had 1080 Ti performance for $200 and people had three cards and that was an upgrade path, developers might actually support it. I mean, it's like eight core, eight cores in gaming. 99.9% of developers don't support it because what's the point? Mm-hmm. I hope, uh, I think part of it might also be that it's, it's a lot less necessary these days. I mean, graphics cards are a lot more powerful than they used to be. For 200 bucks with the RX 480, you can get 60 frames plus per second ultra on 1080p monitor. You know, the GTX 1070 will nail 1440p 60 frames per second. You don't need to double up a lot these days to hit that golden, you know, target. But it looks cool, Brad. <laughs> oh, believe me, I know. I would love to have an SLI system or a crossfire system with some hardland water cooling, so on and so forth. But between closed loop water coolers and the fact that half the games support SLI these days, I don't think I'm ever going to build that beast. Uh, so Sam has a question. Uh, what do you think about FreeSync and FreeSync 2? I know, I know Brad, you're a huge uh, love proponent it. for it. Yeah, I love all the variable... Uh, Refresh rate technologies, variable sync technologies. FreeSync 2 is going to be much more niche because it focuses solely on HDR displays, which aren't actually in the market yet. When they do, they're going to be expensive as hell. Uh, but FreeSync, I love it. Uh, G-Sync, I love it. Uh, I mean, it makes it so your modest hardware will look much, much better on your affordable uh, PC display. The, the only thing I dislike is that they're fighting. There's no standard there. I mean, FreeSync is built on top of a standard, but it's not 100% a standard. You can't just use the FreeSync name without talking to AMD. Uh, and it, I think it really sucks because you buy a monitor and you spend five or ten years with that monitor. That means you're pretty much locked into that brand for that length of time if you want to take advantage of that. And once you use it, you can't go back. It's magical. It's great. Would you pay the Would you pay the G-Sync tax at this point? Because, you know, 75, 75% of gamers are on NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. Your monitor, your your cat knocks it off your table. You got to go buy one. You're you're at Best Buy. You're looking at FreeSync or G Sync. How big is your cat? 
I mean, <laughs> monitors are pretty, you know, I, you know, my cat's pretty naughty. He would definitely knock over a monitor. I work for a man and his, his cat, we would call, uh, I, I think it, what, we called it Goodyear. We all called it Goodyear. He would get really That's angry. Pretty good. So, but we're like, look, man, your cat looks like a Goodyear blimp. It's pretty good. I'm not kidding. It was like, this was one hefty cat. That's G-Sync, pretty good. G-Sync's worth it, but. Uh, it, it, whether or not it's it's wonderful, but whether or not it's worth it to you, because they do push that as a premium add-on and they charge for it. So that's if you get it, you'll love it. Whether or not that's worthwhile to you over, you know, a higher refresh rate monitor or whatnot is up to you. FreeSync, you can just find it in every monitor these days because they can implement it so easily. I mean, definitely go for FreeSync. You know, that actually brings up a good thing we should test is I mean, the accessibility to low-cost FreeSync higher frame rate monitors is just it's just easy to get, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it like to run a GeForce card with a FreeSync panel, but given the higher refresh rates? I mean, is that worth it? Not, not having G-Sync, but at least getting your 120 hertz or 144 hertz? Well, that'd just rate? be like a normal panel, right? Well, but if you're still pushing 144 or 160. You're still getting high mm-hmm. frame rates. But I'm wondering how bad it is without having G-Sync. So if it's not synced to that, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder what it's like, you know, because most likely a lot of people have free sync panels and they have G-Sync or G, G-Force cards. Is it is it a horrible experience? You know, it would just be just be a normal panel. I mean, it'd be well, the same as any other 120 hertz panel. But you'd still get. But I mean, when you go out to buy it, you know, you're, you're not really getting 144 hertz G-Sync panel on the cheap. Mm-hmm. You might get a 144 hertz free sync panel on the cheap. Is it so is it worth doing the free sync panel without without having the, the G-Sync portion? I, I, I got you. I yeah. got you. Uh, rapid fire. We, we, we got plenty of questions here. Uh, how long until 1080 Ti AIB cards? They haven't said yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, this, uh, Corey's jumping from, uh, thinking of jumping from a 980 Ti to a 1080 Ti, or should he wait for Vega or, you know, when should he make that decision? Um, after reviews come out. Uh, after the reviews for the 1080 ti come out um if it does indeed manage to surpass you know 60 frames per second to 4k the 980 ti cannot do that and if that's important to you that might be worthwhile now uh but it might be worth waiting for when it's going to launch other than sometime in the first half of the year so yeah and my advice there is don't don't buy hardware just to buy hardware i mean although I'd, i'd love to be able to do that but you know, you're rocking a 980 Ti and you're playing at 25 by uh, 20, 26 by 14. And things are fine. Why yeah. why upgrade at this point? Just keep going until you're like, oh, man, I got to turn things down from ultra to normal, you know, or standard. And, and then you got to make your upgrade choice. And technology only gets better and cheaper. Right. So just wait. I find it's usually best to wait at least <clears throat> two generations. Right. With graphics cards, you know, buy one now, skip the next one, buy the one after that. It's typically the best bang for buck yeah. if you need to stay on the relatively bleeding edge. Okay. Uh, Tom asks, will AMD CPUs be available for laptops like Intel CPUs? Uh, in, in I think AMD's roadmap is end this year for a uh, APU version, and also mm-hmm. laptops are on the roadmap probably closer to the end of the year. Um. I, what I'm really interested to see, though, because AMD CPUs that have been in laptops have generally been horrible plasticky laptops. So I, I'm I'm hoping that we will see Ryzen in laptops that are really nice. Like, look at these two-in-ones. These are beautiful two-in-ones. I'd love to see a Ryzen chip in them. 
you know, because it's power efficient enough, power efficient enough. And you got the APU. I mean, you've got, got I mean, especially for content creation. Oh, man. Well, I mean, just even a, well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you know, because sometimes, sometimes I need to edit a video on a laptop. Well, you'll get. I'm, <laughs> I'm God. I don't know if they have a, a dual core uh, design, but they must have a dual core design for laptops, unless they think they can squeeze down quad core. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just, you know, as long as they get into nice laptops, and I, I think that will happen. I, I think Ryzen is a competitive chip. People just need I, to stop freaking out. It's a super competitive chip. I think what AMD is doing, just a, aside for a second, take it to a meta level, is setting themselves up real well to compete in data server and enterprise space because everything that Ryzen rocks at is the kind of things you need at a server level. I mean, Vega coming out, a lot of the features in that is aimed squarely at server level stuff. So, And that's where the big bucks are made. So I think they're yes. setting themselves up for that. That's what I think they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I totally 100% agree with Brad because today also, you know, since we're, we are consumer focused, you know, more Naples news came out. Naples is a 32 core server focused CPU, right? Oof. Intel tops out at what, 14, 16 cores? And they are a buttload of money. So I don't know what <laughs> Naples is going to be priced at, but you're looking at 32 cores. These things are monster chips. So, and, you know, as much as we all love our gaming laptops and gaming desktops and all this stuff, if AMD, which is basically non-existent in servers, if they get, I think an analyst told me if they get like 5% of servers, which is incredible, right? If they got 5% of servers next year, you're looking at like $5 billion. So that's really where the play is. That's where a lot of money is. You know, this is cool stuff to talk about, get headlines, but server is where the big play is. All right. Um, t- uh, I lost it. Uh, oh, Bruce asks, uh, what's the best GTX bang for your buck right now? Uh, what um, resolution, right? It it always depends on your monitor. I mean, because what you should do is figure out what your monitor runs at and try to match up your graphics card to that. But I personally think that the best bang for buck is GTX 1070. Does so much. I, I mean, as long as GTX 1070 kicks all kind of butt. I think overall the Radeon RX 480 is better for the majority of people. But if you're looking for GeForce specifically and flexibility, GTX 1070 kicks all kinds of butt. And the 1070 is still priced at. Three five three fifty ish. Uh, right around there. Yeah, okay. there's always sales that you know bring it a little bit down these days. Not the stocks. Man, it would have been awesome if they cut the price of the ten seventy two, right? Because yeah, they, they be shaved a nice. hundred bucks off the ten eighty price. <laughs> Shave a hundred bucks off the ten seventy two. So, oh, here's a good one. Uh, Moise from the UK has a question. Who came up with the idea of 3570K versus 1800X blog post on PC World? Um, that was me. And that was uh, Ryzen 1700, which is very different from the 1800X. Mm. It's $170 different. Mm. Uh, because, like I said earlier, as people who watch the show often, I have this 3570K. That's my personal PC. And I've been looking to upgrade because it chokes a little bit sometimes in open world games. It doesn't have all the modern features like NVMe SSDs. It doesn't have USB 3.1. So as a gamer, I wanted to see, hey, does this rig that I already have, is it competitive with, you know, a decent upper end but middle of the line, a kind of PC that people would actually buy Ryzen, you know, system? And that's what I tested. All right. Uh, I'm not even going to try this name. Uh, asks, can you do five plus way SLI? No. In fact, SLI <laughs> what tops it top out at two way. SLI is just two way now. 
I mean, oh. you can throw all the ones you want in like a <laughs> GPU mining rig. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoins. Do you uh, remember there was XL? There was this XL ATX spec for just an insane amount of, of graphics cards. <laughs> so I think it was like four plus one for other stuff. But no, five ways never ever officially happened. Uh, Sebastian asks, uh, Ryzen on Windows 7, uh, what do you think the level of support is for that? We should test that. Yeah, we, we should, should actually. Do you have that? I don't have Windows 7 installer around here. I got to look for an ISO. I, I think it would be ugly. Uh, you know, officially Ryzen, KB Lake, there is no Windows 7 support. This is Intel and AMD basically listening to Microsoft's advice and saying, look, don't support these old platforms. You move them to Windows. Windows 10 only for Ryzen and for KB Lake. I, I think... Well, it's also Windows. Microsoft isn't supporting them either. It's well, <laughs> but I mean, they don't want. They're basically they're not even allowing them. As far as I understand it, they're basically saying don't do drivers, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it, it might be a problem um, for some things like uh, power management. There's a lot of a lot of stuff um, could be an issue. I think on a desktop, it won't be as much of a problem. With, so Ryzen probably doable. I mean, a lot of the power states will be really. There's just gonna be a lot of wacky things without drivers. You put it on a KB Lake, it's going to get crazy because you're, you're talking about putting it in a, in a laptop. I, I, yeah. I, I should try just to see, but... And we should. Sorry, I thought you were going to pause there. No, no, go trying ahead. to get in there right <laughs> now. I will keep it going, but instead I just keep cutting you off. No, go, go. Uh, so, Jay's Two Cents and some other people tested because uh, KB Lake doesn't officially support Windows 10 either. So they put it on seven. Windows 7, boots it up, runs fine. I wouldn't be surprised if Ryzen does the same, but the difference between supported and unsupported system is literally that. If you run into a problem, you're not going to get support. And Ryzen is a whole new, brand new chip architecture. KB Lake builds on what came before. It's really stable and whatnot. Uh, I would be I'm nervous about running into an issue on Windows 7 and having nowhere to turn to for help other than forums with a Ryzen PC. Because it's a new platform, it's the early days. There are probably going to be issues with it as time goes on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know the the interesting thing about Ryzen that's it sort of is a better like KB Lake on a laptop. All the power states, all the the crap that goes on behind signs. I think it'd just be a disaster. But Ryzen is actually in a little bit of a interesting position because there are drivers for those chipsets because Bristol Ridge is allowed to run Windows 7 because it's an older chip architecture. So there are drivers for motherboards for Bristol Ridge because they're like, oh, if you have a Bristol Ridge, you know, and those will probably work fine with the Ryzen. So you do get some chips that support that way. So it mm. might work. I It's just funny that that odd little backdoor way to sort of support, you know, Ryzen on Windows 7. But, you know, if, you already, if, if you already have it, why not go for it? And if it messes up, you might just have to end upgrade to Windows 10 in the end. Yeah. Uh, Volandis uh, is asking, uh, can you guys comment on the PCIe specs of the Ryzen platform? Uh, I believe it's 16 Gen 3s in the CPU, and then there's just some stuff plumbed out to the chipset. And remember, it's an SOC. There's actually some SATA stuff. You could basically build a little tiny miniature Ryzen board um, because it has onboard SATA, has onboard USB, because it is supposedly an SOC. I, I've not actually seen a block diagram from, from AMD, which I asked for. Um, but it is definitely not, um, again, as we said earlier, it is not a heavy PCIe, uh, platform for that. You need X99. Well, one thing to be aware of is, uh, the 
PCIe Gen 3, the video card, basically, PCIe lanes that you need, there are 16 of them. Only the top-end X370 motherboard support that. And if you put them in, it cuts into X8, X8, you know, 2x8. Um, there are some B350 motherboards that claim they're Crossfire compatible. Uh, I asked AMD about that, and they said if you do that, I mean, the, the chipset does not support splitting those the way they should, and you will not get full performance there. So that's just something to keep in mind. If you want to do Crossfire the way the PCIe PCIe lanes work out, you have to get X370 for full support. Question, is Lisa Sue the best? I, I think we know who asked that question. She she must be watching right now. I think we, we're um, not allowed to we're, say... We're the journalists, man. We're, we can't say great things about people uh, or, or negative things. It's just not... A.A. Ron. I mean, we can talk about rather, products and say terrible things. She, she seems really nice, but I would rather get a hug from Big Bird. I mean, Big Bird's my hero, so... There you go. A.A. Uh, a. Ron uh, is asking uh, Volta in nine months? Hopefully. I mean, I don't know, 9 to 12. Let's see. It, I think it, it depends totally on what uh, Vega looks like. Wasn't Volta on the roadmap for the end of this year or something like that? Like the very end. Like it could be the very end of this year or the very beginning of next year. It's like right there on that line. So hope we'll see. Hopefully. I mean, I would hope so because by the end of this year, it would have been a year and a half that it launched. So, I mean, even though they're, you know, so powerful, that's getting old for a GPU. Right. But it'll depend how much AMD pushes them, how much pressure they have. And Volta is NVIDIA's next, you know, codename for its next generation um, yes. architecture, for those who don't know. How long until tablets get 1080 Ti's? It needs Thunderbolt C, right? Then you can get one of those external boxes, plug your plug the tablet in there. Ooh, boom. Yeah, you could do that, actually. I, I We have an external GPU box. I, I, I can plug in both of these laptops and throw a 1080. I'll do that. I'll, I think we'll do that next week. We'll do like... <laughs> 1080 Ti, or whatever the embargo list. 1080 <laughs> Ti, R&R, Spectre, or, or Dell XPS uh, That'd 13. be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's a good uh, technical question. Uh, I still use an i7-3820 Sandy Bridge E, overclocked at 4.5 gigahertz. Planning to get a 1080 Ti for 4K. Do I need to replace my CPU or not? Will I be bottlenecked? Um, I would think you would in some degrees, depending on what you're doing. But, I mean... In general, I would think you'd be doing okay. But if you upgraded to a newer Intel platform, I think you would see, you know. Yeah. I yeah. I, I think he'd probably be okay in most things. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to guess even, I don't know, it's so tough. We're talking 1090 because we haven't tested it. We don't know what the performance of it's going to be. I still think most things, it'll be, your GPU will be the bottom. Like, even though this thing is probably going to be a monster. So, and that's a good clock speed. So six cores, mm -hmm. that's you're you're cooking on on a Sandy Bridge e still. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be in any rush to upgrade. Like like I often say, I would wait and see. You know, and if it something sucks or it doesn't work the way you want to, then you consider upgrading. Yeah, but X seventy nine is looking pretty long in the tooth. I got to say, I'm still running an X seventy nine, and like it's it's getting old. <laughs> Uh, let's have this be the last one. Uh, will uh, Anthony is asking, uh, do you think Intel will make a 12-core for $1,000? Hmm. Someday. I, it actually, it'll go up to higher. So the they go from 10 to 14, I think, their design. So 
it is potentially possible Intel will push a 14 core chip. You know, I mean, we don't, I, I, I checked Intel's prices yesterday. We checked them this morning. I'm going to keep checking their price list. I saw a story that said Intel slashing prices. I don't know what they're talking about because those slash prices are like uh, the same was, as what they've been selling for. It was just micro uh, microcenter having a sale and people trying to ride the Ryzen hype wave. Yeah, see that that ain't right. I I I I I think it's it's entirely possible. We don't know how Intel's going to react to this. It is entirely possible they'll come out with a a 14 core core i7 part. You know, Broadwell E that that pushes. That pushes it, but a most likely, bucks, huh? I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if they made the ten core chip a thousand bucks if yeah. they did ever come out with a twelve core and yeah. make the twelve core more the new seventeen hundred dollar price. <laughs> yeah, the new one. I don't know those that pricing structure may not exist anymore. But also, you know, we are rushing towards Skylake X, right? There's rumors of a new LJ twenty six six for what whatever the pin count is, and there you're going to get. You'll get quad cores up to your 10 core, and it's going to be all super craziness. I'm hearing, you know, people already start to hype it in the background. I think they're going to sort of like, well, let's just let's just keep it going. We don't. They may not think they have much of a threat with Ryzen, and then we'll see their response in Skylake X this summer. I think is what the what the uh, sort of predictions are. The, the thing with Intel, I mean, all their desktop consumer chips. The price of those tie into the pricing for their server chips. So if they change things too much on the desktop side, people are going to be like looking at the price structure of the Xeons as well and being like, yeah, so it's kind of like a big internet connected thing. And I don't think it's quite as easy for them to drop prices that quick without having ramifications across the whole lineup. Yeah. and the, But, you know, the weird thing about Intel's world is is we, we get in these weird zones where Core i7 will often be more expensive than Xeon. Like I could go out and I could buy a, a 14 core Broadwell E on eBay for like four hundred dollars. You know I mean, it's like that's insane if you think about it. And then even like some of the there's a lot of people you know that sort of do the you know they don't want to pay for an eight core core i7 they'll go, they'll go buy the Xeon version or something. So they sort of get the the basically the same cores but a Xeon. Um, I don't know, but I mean again you know they. AMD is not just it's just not about Ryzen today. It's also about Naples. So Intel's got to sort of recalibrate against Naples and against Ryzen, figure out their prices. And I I don't know. I I, I just don't think I can't remember what I'm talking about. I'm on like four hours of sleep. Adam's like, I thought this was going to be a quick question. That's why I asked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. All right, All let's right. wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up. This is so weird to have Adam sit at the table. It's actually kind of nice. Yeah, well. It's so, you know, I, I like being sequestered over there. I kinda... yeah, back in the van. Yeah. Back in the van. <laughs> so we're the. All right. Okay. So check back in two weeks for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please say you like us. Uh, Google Play or Stitcher. Send questions and questions. It has been a long, questions. long week. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com or just say hi. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkis. Who is going to sleep soon. No, oh, and me too. Lucky, and lucky. and Patrick Murray. Well, I don't know how he's going to take us out here. He doesn't have a computer. I'm, I'm going to watch this. Peace. But how does it stop?